Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. You're listening to the Hey Sis podcast. This is a space for millennial women to breathe and then go out into the world and lead. Now, here's your host, Dr. D. Evans. Hey, everybody. Thank you for listening to the Hey Sis podcast. I'm your host, Dr. D. Evans. And today we're going to be talking about breaking the power of shame. What gives shame power, in my opinion, is a person not knowing where to hide. And let me unpack that for you really quickly. I think our earliest introduction to shame biblically is Adam and Eve, that story in in the book of Genesis, it being, you know, the first book in the Bible. That's why I'm saying it's kind of our first introduction to it. Their first instinct after they ate the fruit was to hide from each other and God. And I mean, no wonder they were guilty. <laughs> they were guilty. They ate some fruit they weren't supposed to eat. Okay. Answering to God or talking to God might not be ideal. So they found themselves under the righteous judgment of God. Their sinful nature is exposed. So they're experiencing rejection and then possibly condemnation. And to soothe that, they decided to hide themselves. The leaves. Depending on your interpretation of the book of Genesis, People think that um, Adam put on flesh, like after the the fall, he actually had skin because before people think that like Adam was like a spirit being, but that's another theological discussion. So for the sake of this, we're just going to say Adam put on some leaves and it meant leaves. Okay. (laughs) Just like Adam, just like Eve, we have the same instinct when we're exposed, when we've done wrong, because sin is alive in our bodies. That's what Romans seven and 23 says. Um, Paul said, but I see in my members, another law, another law waging war against the law of my mind and making me captive to the law of sin that dwells in my members. Right. And being humans, we're also beset with our weaknesses. The kind of shame that we often experience is, This combination of failure, of pride, of trauma. And when we fail morally, like sin, we fail because of our own limitations. That's our weakness. And it hurts when we fail to live up to God's standard. It hurts when we fail to live up to other people's expectations. And because human nature, we're full of sinful pride. Okay. And when we are ashamed of our failures, our weaknesses, our limitations, we'll go to almost any length to hide them from others. That's how shame can turn into pride. Pride fueled shame can wield a huge power over you. 
because it controls significant parts of your life. It can consume precious energy trying to make people believe that you are not as broken as you are. That pride is difficult to break. Ooh, it's difficult. I've seen it. I've witnessed it. That's why I teach, I preach, I live, I impart vulnerability and transparency in safe spaces. Remember in the beginning I said shame, how you break the power of shame or how people fall into this cycle of shame has to do with hiding in the wrong place. Think about the woman at the well, hiding. King David, hiding with shame. Much like them, we hide our stuff. We hide in our homes. We hide behind our screens and our phones. Half them Twitter thugs that are typing crazy stuff in the comments, they're hiding. Take a look at their avatar. You'd be like, wait a minute. You've had more visitations from the tooth fairy than the Holy Ghost. And you got nerve to come up under my comments talking about what I got on. Honey, you've got other issues, right? We hide behind our stuff. We hide behind hate speech. We hide in our rooms. We hide in our offices. We hide in our housework. We hide in our yard work, in our gardening. We hide beyond, or excuse me, behind newspapers, right? Magazines. We hide behind Netflix. We love to be entertained. In other words, detained for entry. That's what I call entertainment. Um, We hide behind fashion facades. We hide behind educational advances, career advances. We hide behind Facebook likes and posts. Do you know somebody will be jealous over you because somebody posted on your page? I said, what in the matter is this? Okay. We hide behind procrastination and the busyness of life. Some of us hide in outright lies. Just lying. It don't even make sense. You're just making up a lot to cover up what's going on in your life. That's real. We hide behind timidity. We hide in our extroversion and our introversion. And no matter how much you try to hide, if you're hiding in the wrong spot, you will be found out. But there is a place where you can hide when you feel like, I can't believe I failed. There's a place where you can hide when you feel like there's nothing left. I have embarrassed myself. My reputation is on the line. If you find yourself in a place where you are hiding or attempting to hide and your tail is out, people can notice, hey, is that you over there? (laughs) there's only one place to hide that offers protection, the protection that you're really seeking. And that's in the shadow of Shaddai. It's the refuge of Jesus Christ. It's, it's, it's in his presence where you hide. He that dwells in the secret place shall abide under the shadow of the almighty in his presence. The shame is gone. It's covered. You no longer need to fear. In his presence, the Lord uncovers your shame. He gets to the root of the issue and he just doesn't cover it up. He heals you. He sustains you, right? Jesus Christ, his death, his resurrection is the only remedy for the shame that this life can bring to us. Um, 
There is no other atonement. Jesus is the atonement. When we hide in Jesus Christ, he provides a complete cleansing. And when we yield to the presence and the shadow of Shaddai, when we sit in it and we abide and we receive the peace and the love of Jesus Christ, there is no greater feeling. None. I had a situation to where I was like utterly embarrassed a few years ago. It involved just a whole bunch of mess with somebody. I'm trying to figure out, should I even talk about this? But it's my podcast. I say what I want. So (laughs) I was pretty much embarrassed publicly at this service because of some false prophecy and shenanigans. It's just a lot going on. And from that situation, with I felt like my reputation was shattered. I feel like baby boy didn't have my back for real. I felt like there were a, a horde of women who just rallied around my predicted failure. <laughs> and guess what? I'm still alive, still here. Okay. Oh, thank you. It was so much riding on me failing and I felt shame. Now, let me be clear. The Lord vindicated me in so many ways. He's still vindicating me. Okay. Thank you, Jesus. The Lord has vindicated me in such a way. I no longer feel the shame, but in the moment I felt the weight of my dad would be so embarrassed if he knew I was even amongst this shenanigan. Like this is beneath me. How did I get here? That was one piece of the shame. The second part of the shame was, how did I not know that this type of foolishness could happen? When you lay down with dogs, D, you get fleas. So that's the shame of me not heeding the warning of the Holy Spirit and me believing lies from others. I know I'm not the only one. Have you ever believed the advice of others over the the unction of the Holy Spirit? I have. I'll be honest. I have. I don't do it no more. At least I try not to. Help me, Jesus. The only place I could hide in that moment of complete embarrassment was the shadow of Shaddai. I got in the shower and I began to talk to the Lord. I'm like, Jesus, oh my God. I can't believe this happened to me. And As I'm taking a shower, I really feel like the Lord just washes all that off of me. And as I was putting on my clothes, the Lord just reminded me of who I was and who I was not. And that moment, I remember it distinctly. That was the moment I started believing what God said about me, not what people said concerning me. And... There have been many moments where shame tried to creep in. Many moments. And the enemy loves to... With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, We've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? 
No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Put shame in you and on you because he loves when you're not operating to the fullness of your purpose. He loves when he can get you distracted and worried about what they think and what they've said and get you wrapped up in condemnation. Let me tell you something. Jesus can free you from anything, from anything. There are some of you who got eight children with nine baby daddies. Listen, ain't nobody got nothing to hold over your head. Whom the sun sets free is free indeed. Be free. Some of you got trillions of dollars in debt. Whom the sun sets free is free indeed. No accuser, not one family member has any right to hold that over your head. You are freed. And it's the acknowledgement of, yes, I may have made some mistakes, okay? Sometimes when the hotline blinked, I, I knew it meant one thing. And I and I answered the phone, and here we are, kids and baby daddies later. But I'm delivered now. I walk with Christ now. Who I was is not who I am. In Christ, I'm a new creature. I was led by lust in one season of my life, but now I'm led by the Holy Spirit. In one season, I was led by rejection and pain and trauma from what mom did, from what daddy did, from what my sister said to me. But now I'm I'm a walking talking miracle. I'm an example of what the blood of Jesus Christ can do. And the enemy does not have permission to make me feel bad about what I had to go through to get here. Okay. This is the place, even in this podcast, in this moment, wherever you are, allow the Lord to just remove the shame of the past. And as you ask God to do that, I admonish you to begin to pronounce your sin. Own it. I think one of the things that will break the power of shame is is really public confession of sin. Not your love for sin. Because you shouldn't love to sin. Okay. But it's the public confession of I know, I know that I've done wrong. Like I legit know I have a cut a hole in my spirit. I know I do. I want God to take it from me sometimes, but sometimes I don't because some people get out of pocket. I'm not turning the other cheek. I'm going to turn some cheeks. That's how I feel. Okay. But I know that's because D has not surrendered a part of allowing the Lord to fight for her. Now in my mind, in this present time, I'm talking to you. I am so surrendered. Oh Lord, fight for me. I'm going to stand still and see the salvation of the Lord. But that's because my my flesh has been crucified. You might catch me on a day where my flesh has resurrected. And if you come at me again, I'm real clear about what's indeed my flesh nature. I'm not going to be quick to turn the other cheek. I'm going to put my hand on your cheeks. If if you go low with me on a day that I have not crucified my flesh, I'm going to go overseas. I'm going to go down the street and around the corner. You hear me? I know me because my flesh is prone to wonder. That's the public confession of my sin and future sins maybe. Okay? I know it's indeed. But I know the grace and mercy of the Lord can keep me. Okay? I don't want to 
be from the slap a whole tribe. I don't want to be that. I want to be calm. I want to walk with the Lord. I want, want I want him to be happy when he looks at me like I love my daughter. I don't want him to be like there she go. She doing a lot. Do you operate it out of order? I don't want him to look at me and be disappointed, right? So I freely confess sin in the presence of God and in safe spaces because it's power in it. The devil don't have no power over confessed sin. Whatever your sin is, whatever your mess is, you need to get used to publicly confessing it. If you have envy issues, own it. You need to hear yourself say it out loud. Get out of your head. Stop letting the enemy put words in your head. Out of your mouth, confess. I don't like that other people have more things than I do. It's hard for me to watch them win because I have this and I have this issue and I have this issue. Lord, heal me. Then you strip the enemy of his right to harass you with that spirit of envy. It doesn't belong to you. You can dismiss it. Okay. And then break the power of the shame that comes with it. There are a lot of people walking around here envious of you. I'm being straight up with you. And they feel ashamed for it because they know they shouldn't feel that way. See, shame will keep envy in them, in their heart, in their mind, and then not wondering how to get rid of it. How do I get rid of these thoughts? Why do I think this? But when you're in the presence of God, that's your moment to hide. Lord, I need you to shield me. Lord, this is embarrassing. I hate that I feel this way. And as you begin to talk to the Lord, it comes out, I feel this way because of what happened to me. I feel this way because I feel like, Lord, I'm I'm failing. I don't have enough. See, our prayer times don't always have to be so synchronized. Sometimes you need to pull up on the Lord and just have a straight up conversation. It'll heal you. It'll heal you. Think about what happened to the woman at the well. She listened to Jesus and believed in him and her sin wrecked life was redeemed and her shame was destroyed. That's what happened to King David. He confessed his sin. He repented and then trusted the pre-incarnate Christ and his guilt and shame, which was great and, and was imputed to Christ and paid for in full. That's what happened to the woman with the issue of blood. Jesus did not make her tell the crowd her shame. In doing so, she received healing and the cleansing that she needed. The Lord made her shame a showcase for the demonstration of grace and mercy. (laughs) So you don't need a self-help book. You don't need to be slathered at the altar. There's nothing wrong with it, okay? Get some oil slathered on your head, okay? You don't need... 99 deliverance services. If you feel led to go to deliverance for it, do it. If you need to pay $99, do it. I know y'all don't like that theology, but sometimes you have to pay for certain seats. Salvation is free, but everything else costs. Okay. And after you get in those places, after you, you surrendered and, and, and you feel like, okay, God, I'm ready for this to break off of my life. You don't need to worry about how you look. What I'm going to suggest is that you get in the face of God and you allow him to show you you. Like I said, you don't need a self-help book. But if you buy one because you want deeper depths of healing and deliverance, don't hesitate. 
There's so many good books out here that will assist you in your healing journey. But trust me, nothing is going to heal you like Jesus Christ. Nothing is going to heal you like a relationship with Jesus Christ. But to make your relationship with him more fulfilling, to make your life here on earth more fulfilling, there's nothing wrong with purchasing the self-help book. Get you a Brene Brown book. She talks about shame and vulnerability and it'll change your life, okay? There's nothing wrong with buying a deliverance course, honey, like I said. You might need to pay for it. You might need to join a group. You might need to get with a group outside of your church because maybe the shame you're dealing with, you don't want to be the topic of gossip at, at women's Bible study. That's fine. There's plenty of groups you can get connected with. It's plenty of people out here. The harvest is really plentiful. It really is with legitimately, excuse me, with legitimate people who love God, who are pioneering. So if I could leave this podcast saying anything else or admonishing you to do anything else, I would just ask that you make peace with what is, with what's ugly, with what didn't work, and that you make a conscious effort to hide in the right place. That when you feel that unction to be prideful, to cover up the things that you're scared that people might see, that you don't run and hide to alcohol, that you don't run and hide to drugs or sex or stealing or get another degree or whatever the case may be, that you run into the shadow of Shaddai, that you lay prostrate, that you own it. Lord, I am a sinner and I'm in need of saving. And Jesus being as faithful as he is, oh, and being so trustworthy is going to listen to everything you have to say. He's going to heal you. He's going to deliver you. And he's going to recommission you for purpose. He's going to recommission you. He's going to set you on a rock that's churchy, but he's going to establish you. He's going to give you footing. And the thing that tried to grip you and make you feel like you could not come out of it will be the thing that you testify of and bring other people out. So I do want to thank you for listening to this podcast episode today. I do have an online community that is growing and it's at the devans.com. Join me ladies there. We're just talking. We're just encouraging one another. I don't know where it's going to go. But what I do know is that I'm passionate about creating safe spaces. And the devans.com is one of those spaces. And so is Hasis. So I appreciate all of you. And I can't wait to talk to you all soon. And uh, have a rest of your day, guys. Thanks for joining us this week on the Hasis Podcast. Check out www.thedevans.com for more blogs and motivation.